You are listening to Girl Speak, a podcast series all about art, history, and contemporary culture with a girl's eye view. Hi, everyone. My name is Yu Wen, Education Assistant with Girl Museum. Today, we are going to talk about social media, digital girlhood, and youth activism. We're very excited to have Fabiana Romain as our guest today. She is the podcast co-host and director of the Female Empowerment Initiative of the Log Off Movement. Welcome to Girl Speak, Fabiana. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. So before we jump into interview questions, I would like to start with telling our dear listeners a little about the Log Off Movement. So Log Off is a teen-led movement that encourages everyone, especially young people, to actively lower social media's negative impact on mental health. The Log Off movement is also passionate about helping teenage users achieve a digital balance. Since its inception, the movement, which originated in Birmingham, Alabama, has grown to include more than 30 teenagers from 13 different countries, which is amazing. Um, so, Fabiana, you are Log Off's podcast co-host and director of its Female Empowerment in- Initiative. Could you share with us what these programs do and focus on, and how do you think they may help further discussion of social media and its adolescent users uh, worldwide? Yeah, sure. So right now, mm-hmm. I think I'm most involved with the Female Empowerment Initiative. So as you said, I'm the director of it. And what we really focus on is helping girls to find this balance, you know, like between social media and their own life, own off-life lives. So that's basically what we do. And we also want to help them find their voice and just really understand that they can really do whatever they want. Because I, I feel like, you know, many people say this, like, oh, yeah, girls can do whatever they want. But like, we can indeed do whatever we want, whatever goal we have, no matter how small or big it is. I feel like we all have the potential to achieve it. And we really want to also strike for that and and make people understand that and help girls with it. And then the podcast is really focused as well on having these meaningful conversations regarding different topics about social media. So in each episode you're going to hear, it's probably going to be a very interesting conversation, discussion of that. And I think that with that, you can um, yeah, you, you can deduce that they do help indeed further the discussion of social media because we're really trying to um, keep spreading the awareness of it and how important it is to really log off sometimes and just hop off social media for a while and do other activities that may be a bit more meaningful to you rather than just like scroll down the whole day on TikTok or Instagram. Totally agree. And I, <laughs> I think what you're doing is a very important thing. And now maybe some personal stories. So tell me, how did you get involved with the log off movement? Could you share your stories about your relationship with social media and how did you feel after logging off? Okay, um, sure. So I'm going to start off by saying that this was actually a long story, but I'm going to try to keep it short. Um, So back, it was back in like 2020, so last year, and I really didn't know like what to do with the time I had. 
because since we were um, having online classes, I didn't have like much to do, just do homework and maybe study for a couple of tests, but that was it. And I had like a lot of spare time and I wanted to do something meaningful with it. But here in Peru, like the whole extracurricular culture, you know, like having <clears throat> clubs in schools or I don't know, joining like organizations or youth movements, it isn't really that developed. So there it's, there's no real like motivation or encourage that comes from other people. And if you want to do it, then you have to kind of like do it by yourself. But since it is not developed, no one really does it because you have no idea you can join, for example, clubs or you can join youth movements. So when I found that out, when I found out that I could actually join movements, <laughs> I started doing my research. And um, it was thanks to actually social media that I was able to find log off. So one day I was on Instagram and then I found uh, log off after doing a bit of research and I read of its mission and vision and the things that they were aiming for and I loved it. So I applied and then Emma interviewed me with the other co-founders and she was so sweet, you know, really just like telling me, hey, so we loved your application because I really have put so much effort in that because I had no idea how it was. <laughs> Um, and it felt great. And then I started my journey with them probably like, yeah, mid-year from last year, I would say. And since then, I've been having like a lot of positions. And now, as you said, I'm the director of its female empowerment initiative. So it feels great to be involved in a bit of like a higher level and being able to do more of like uh, more of actual work and be able to to help a bit more on fulfilling its mission. Then um, when we talk about stories, about my relationship with social media, I think it's kind of fun because I really don't have like many social media accounts. So I'm not even sure if like WhatsApp or Pinterest count as social media, <laughs> social media platforms. But then I have TikTok because to be honest, who doesn't have TikTok nowadays? Like, I, I, I don't know. Um, Hashtag true story. Yeah. <laughs> And then I have Instagram, but it is like for a podcast I have. Um, so I don't really use it like for other things, purposes. Um, so yeah, my relationship with social media, I wouldn't say that it's toxic. I wouldn't say that it's chaotic. I would say that it's pretty calm, but it's had indeed its lows. Because when you spend a bit of time, more than necessary, just scrolling down, then you really feel like you aren't productive enough. Um, and then you kind of like feel guilty um, or at least that's what happens to me whenever I'm like on social media I'm like oh dang I could be doing something else but I'm here <laughs> watching videos from people I don't even know about um, but yeah and then also you know like the the comparing yourself with others that's something that I I deal with um, not on a daily basis because thankfully I don't use social media on a daily basis but definitely I've been dealing with it. And of course that's led to some other issues around my self-esteem and how I perceive my body. But I'm trying to work on that. And, and that's that's the good thing, right? Always trying to just overcome those things. And it's important really to just talk about it, to let people know that it's okay if you feel that way, but you have to try to to move on, you know, and just really accept yourself as you are as who you are. And and I I don't know, I, I just really enjoy sharing my story with others so that they really understand that they're not alone because I feel like right now 
many teenagers feel that they are alone when they really aren't alone. Even though I may not know all the people who are listening to this right now, <laughs> you're not alone. I was going to say, like, you're not alone because now, like you said, who doesn't have a TikTok account, even they don't, they may have like other social media. There are so many out there. Digital, like adolescenthood and girlhood is like universalized. And like, let's dig into the nitty gritty of digital girlhood a little bit. So let's talk about numbers first. Statistics show that during the pandemic, American children and teenagers almost doubled the time spent on social media than before 2020. There are some obviously positives, such as the ability to stay in contact during pandemic-related shutdowns and quarantines. Do you think being digital has helped girls during the pandemic? And can digital be a good thing for girls and girlhood? I believe that without social media, we wouldn't have been able to connect as much as we have with people for like the past, what, like two years, if I'm not wrong, of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I think that social media was indeed a very helpful tool for us to keep connecting and just keep in touch with the people who mean the most to us. But not only that, but also like to connect with other people that belong to communities that we want to belong to as well. So for example, if it wasn't, again, because of social media, I wouldn't have found Logov and I wouldn't have bonded so nicely with some of the members of this movement. So in those terms, I do believe that social media can be so positive for girls because we're able to connect with people who are important to us, but not only that, but also meet other people who can also become friends with us. So I think that in that case, social media is, is very positive. But then again, we all know that it's also got its negative part. And something that's I, I think it's it's very nice about social media sometimes is that when you see something wrong, you know, in the world you can use social media to try to change that. And I've seen that a lot with this body positivity um, trend that's been going on on TikTok, for example. And you see how the girls just like really promoting that and who are promoting that whatever shape your body is like, it's totally fine. It's perfect the way it is, you know? And I feel like that's something really beautiful because it, that's how it should be. You don't have to feel ashamed because of how you look. And I know that it's easier said than done, but that's just really how it should be, right? So I think that social media also has the power to, to make good changes, but it really depends on how people use it. And in this case, for example, when we talk about this body positivity trend and loving yourself, I think that social media has helped many girls. And it's really nice to see how there are these little groups, you know, within the social media that are really... Um, trying to to advocate for that and when you go into like the comments you know you see a lot of people saying that these girls who are who are talking about body positivity and accepting yourself they're so positive as well their comments such as saying that they look beautiful they look awesome you know they're rocking it and that that's just really nice and you can see the supportive community that can be built in social media but then again, that's just like one side of the coin. And we really should try to stay in that side of the coin. I think it's very interesting that you mentioned how Instagram and Twitter and all the social media can be a campaign site for uh, promoting healthy and diverse body images. Um, I was going to say uh, there is another set of statistics 
like the Wall Street Journal recently revealed that Facebook's own research found Instagram to be significantly impacting teen girls' mental health. So with one in three girls attributing Instagram use to negative body image and increase, uh, increases in anxiety and depression, an even more alarming 13% of British teen users traced their suicidal thoughts to Instagram, with over 40% of Insta, uh, uh, Instagram users under 22 years old. Like you said, well, uh, it's obviously it's a coin with two sides. But how do you feel hearing this like recent reports? It's it's way more than sad, you know. It's awful to yeah. hear about these things um, because it shouldn't be like that, really. I don't think that when the creators of social media platforms such as Facebook or Instagram or TikTok created this um, social media platforms, they wanted it. They wanted them to be places where so much negativity could be spread. I don't think that they were aiming for that. So it's really sad to see how we as a society can transform things into something that wasn't meant to be like. And I think that because of how we use social media, I think that we can see what's the result of it. And hearing about these reports really just makes me think of how much the opinion of others can have an impact on our lives and how much what we say can have an impact on others. So I think that it's it's just not right, you know, because it shouldn't be like that. But no matter what I really say about it, nothing is really going to change unless we do something about it. Because I can just like keep talking a lot about how awful and, and terrible this situation is. But if we don't try to change the way things are right now, then my words won't really be worth it or, or anything like that. They, they, won't, they won't have a value if we don't keep trying to advocate for this. I, uh, I heard you mentioned uh, the intention of the uh, creators of the social media platforms. What do you feel about the top-down approach? For example, mm, what are your thoughts about Facebook's plan to uh, for example, have an Instagram for those under 13s. Yeah, when I read that, I was a bit confused because I really don't know why you would want to have an Instagram for under 13-year people, right? I mean, just like they're kids. Why do you want to expose them like that when we know how our society is like right now? And I personally don't think that because they're kids, they are going to be, they're, they're going to be like less harmful to each other. And I don't want to say that kids are like harmful or anything like that. I mean, um, they're pretty honest, right? And I'm really not sure if they are going to hold their tongue back whenever there's something that they don't like. And it's it's kind of like pretty, I don't know, it's confusing for me. I don't know what the idea is really for. I guess that they think that if little kids have these kind of social media account while they're younger they can learn to act responsibly on that on, on it but again who is going to assure the parents that these apps that like that these actually social media platform is going to be safe for their kids as well so there are like a lot of I don't know like controversy I guess going on there yeah, because yeah. I, I honestly don't don't understand why you want to expose them to this kind of world with such a young age they should be doing some other things you know like a 10 year old 
shouldn't really be paying that much of attention to social media because what's the need? I mean, you can, yeah, definitely want to connect with your friends, but you can connect with your friends by phone calls or even like by text messages, but you don't need an actual social media platform to do that. You can use iMessage or even like WhatsApp because I'm really not sure WhatsApp is count. It's counted as a social media platform per se. So I, I don't know. I, I'm really confused about the idea and I would love, you know, like the, the ones that that want to do this and to actually um, put that into action to explain a bit of like what's the need behind it. Not only why they want it, but really what's the need? Because when you create a product, it's because you want to meet an unmet need, right? That's how it works in the business world. Um, so then what is the need that they saw that needed to be needed to be striked? with this kind of strategy, with this kind of action. So in light of all this, like both the need for digital communication and the recent research on its harmful effects, what are some things we can do to achieve a digital balance and encourage that balance among teen girls? Okay, so in terms of like finding this digital balance, I think that it's important to recognize when it's too much. And I think that mm-hmm. we all have a huge problem with that because um, social media is addictive, you know? You can think that you're spending like 10 minutes on it, but then turns out you were actually half an hour with your cell phone. And it's because we kind of like lo- lose the, the sense of time while we were in social media for some reason. And that's just really crazy. Um, so I think that the first thing we have to do is really recognizing when it's too much and then kind of like... Um, setting a plan of like what are we going to do when we recognize that it's too much of course we have to log off right we have to um, stop being on social media so much so that we can do things that are really meaningful to us to do things that are going to contribute to our lives and just really help us grow and develop ourselves because i think that social media really doesn't bring you that much unless you use it as a some sort of work form if you get what I mean so like if you work through social media then of course it's going to bring something to you if you use it to advocate for a problem then of course it's going to be something useful but then I think that there are so many other things that we could be doing instead of scrolling down on different platforms that it's important to find this digital balance right because you want to spend time on social media sure go ahead but then also make sure that you're not spending too much time because then where's the balance in it So recognizing how much time you spend and then trying to find these different activities that make you enjoy what you're doing, it's also important so that you can find this balance and you don't say, oh my God, I have to do this activity offline when I could be online. It's rather just like thinking, okay, I think that I've had enough being online. What are some activities offline that I could be doing? And if you enjoy reading, if you enjoy writing or I don't know, um, playing volleyball, football, whatever you really want to do, then try to do it. And I think that when we are on social media, we're kind of like living in a bubble, you know, because we really don't see what's going on like outside of our phones. And there's so much that you could be missing. And there's just so much that needs to be explored. Maybe you need to explore your passions, your hobbies, and just things that you would like to do and see. And I think that when you're social media, we're just so focused on that. That it doesn't allow us to do it so that's why it's it's very important and then you know what it would be really nice if people could just like make a list of things they enjoy doing and try to do it instead of being on social media 
And I think that's how you find this balance, this digital balance with others. And if you want to connect, try to connect in person. I know it's really hard right now because of the pandemic. And of course, I'm not encouraging anyone to go and just meet people because there's a risk. There's always a risk. But try to connect with the people in your house, right? Try to connect with people um, who are with you right now. Or if you've got Zoom, for example, you can make like a Zoom call with friends and connect with them that way. And I think that there's some other ways that you can connect with people that don't have to do necessarily with social media platforms. Well, I found your suggestions are very practical and very useful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you have a great point that when you use social media, you have a purpose, and you're not just uh, spending your whole day there without really knowing what you are looking for and doing there. And also, like you said, developing offline uh, communications and connections with things you really like to do, and with people you really like to talk to. Um, moving on, let's contextualize log off a little bit. So what do you think adults take girls and teens concerns about the impacts of online life? Do you think they're like taking this online life seriously enough? I think that when girls talk about the impact of social media on their lives, parents don't really think it's a big issue because I don't think that they really see things through the eyes of their daughters, for example. I think that adults sometimes see us as just people, you know, like human beings who like exaggerating things, who like making everything big. But mm -hmm. I really don't think that that's the case. I think that everyone, everyone's feelings, feelings are valid, right? So I, I think that parents should understand that. If your daughter is feeling bad because of social media, then she's indeed feeling bad because of social media. And if your son is feeling bad because of social media, then your son is feeling bad about social media. And if they are scared or if they are worried about it, if they're just confused about the use of social media, then that's how they're feeling. And I think that it's kind of like your responsibility as a parent to really help your children, right? In, in whatever way you can in that case. So I think that parents should indeed um, take a bit of more concern regarding the concerns of their, in this case, you know, like daughters or just children in general regarding social media, because it's, because everything just like, well, usually, because I don't want to make like generalizations, but usually everything children say regarding like their feelings is going to be true, especially if you've got like a good connection with your, with your children. So adults should take indeed more consideration in what the their their children are feeling like. So let's say there are parents or guardians who um, who are listening to our podcast and who wants to talk about social media with their uh, young uh, little daughters or like their relatives. What do you think should they know before talking to them? Okay. Um. I think, well, first of all, hopefully there are indeed parents listening to this because um, I feel like I'm gonna about to give like some really good advice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, actually I would say you first have to recognize that there are indeed two sides of the coin, right? It's not all black or white. It's actually like a 
mix of gray and you have to understand it. It's like a shade of gray and you have to just have to keep that in mind because it's there's no use in painting social media as if it were something completely good or as if it were something completely bad, right? Because then your your little daughter, for example, is going to figure out some way or another that maybe social media is not bad it's not that bad or maybe social media is not that good so then like I think that your role as a parent in this case would be really talking to them with the truth right and be like hey social media can be a fun place can be an exciting place it can be somewhere where you can really like enjoy yourself and connect with others but it can also be a scary place sometimes it can be Um, somewhere where you're going to feel a bit confused and where people are sometimes mean but you have to learn that it really doesn't matter because they don't know you right they don't know who you are they don't know what your context in they don't know the battles you're dealing with so whatever they say just really do your best to ignore them even if it's really hard to do it so I think that parents should have a very deep conversation about that and for that They also have to do a bit of research because, you know, like opinions with no actually support of facts are just that opinions. So it's important for them to be inform, yeah, to be informed about social media and really like what are the benefits of of social media, the real benefits of it, and then what are some, um, what are some of its of its negative impact that it could have, or maybe just like some of the disadvantages, and then having that talk before kids, for example, get their first social media account. I think that it's very important also to to let them know what are the right things to do and what are the wrong things to do on social media. Because if we start doing that, well, like if you as parents start doing that, then I think that teenagers are going to start using social media in a more responsible way rather than just like letting them go with the wine and do whatever they want because there, there, there are always limits, you know, and your freedom ends when the right of another person is affected. So I think that it's something very important to keep in mind, because you should not make someone feel bad just because of how they look or just because of how they think. I think that we always have to keep in mind that it's important for all of us to accept everyone as they are and to respect them more than anything these are these are good advice parents mm -hmm. it's your lucky day if you're hearing this <laughs> <laughs> so finally what would you say to a girl who is struggling with staying digitally connected while balancing her mental health okay so hi if you're listening to me right now i want you to know that enough is enough when you feel like you really shouldn't be on social media because you're not feeling right, then log off, disconnect from it. No one's really going to judge you because of that. And you may have like fear of missing out or you may have a bit of like, you, you may be worried about what your friends are going to just think like, oh my God, I just like deleted all my social media because I wasn't feeling good. What are my friends going to say? It really does not matter because the important thing is that you feel okay with yourself. And then if people want to talk, then let them talk. And I think that we all feel this peer pressure regarding social media, just because some people do things, then we also want to do that. 
And that's how I felt also, you know, like my parents, they really don't let me have any kind of social media and especially like posting things because they think it's dangerous and I get their point. And I must say that I'm a bit like grateful because um, I don't have to deal with all the things that really like girls deal with right now, whenever they post something, all the judgment and, and the, the negative comments. So in that sense, if you're really feeling bad, then disconnect because there's no use in just being in this place, in this situation in which you aren't feeling good, in which you aren't feeling validated, but you're still there because you're kind of afraid of what people are going to say or because you feel the pressure from your other friends. So it's important to really know that your worth does not come from how often you use social media or from how look you're good in your pictures or from what people comment on those pictures. Your worth comes from so many other things, you know, your values, how you are, your personality, um, what an amazing person you are. So just keep that in mind, okay? You're awesome, you're amazing, and you're definitely not alone. You've got a whole community, you know, supporting you, the people who advocate for these kind of issues. And if you ever need to talk, um, talk to a friend, talk to your parents. Talking to your parents is so important. You have no idea how important it is talking to your parents. They, you know, even though they say like, they, they can say things as, oh my God, I told you, you know, or like I told you and you didn't listen. My, my mom has said that a couple of times and then I just feel like oh, I should have listened. But they do give good advice. And um, sometimes it doesn't seem like it or you may not feel like it, but they really want the best for you. So if you feel like you're struggling, talk to them and make them understand, make them understand where you at and just, just log off every now and then. It's, it's really important. Thank you. Thank you so much for this amazing words. That's all my questions for today. Thank you, Fabiana. <laughs> Thank you, log Thank off you. movement. If you like hearing a fresh, girl-positive perspective on the internet, please support us with a tax-deductible donation easily made on our website. Our music is courtesy of up-and-coming artist Han Av. You can find her SoundCloud link on our website.